You are listening to the Ornation Podcast. We are the show about Orna, Orns, and Ornate Drops. I am Charles, also known as Omnis, and I'm here with my co-host, Slash Vito. What's going on, brother? Salutations, Ornation. All right, listeners. Well, uh, Slash Vito and I, both Orna players, obviously, we just kind of felt the need to share our Orna opinions via a podcast. And strangely enough, there's just not a lot of Orna podcasts. Do you have any idea why that is? You've been playing a lot longer than me. I have I have no idea. Like, it seems like this would be exactly the game to just walk down the side of the road, just yammering into a microphone and <laughs> just killing, uh, killing draconians or... Well, it's funny for me as someone who I didn't ever podcast for Pokemon Go, but there were so many content creators for that, oh, right? Yeah. And that's obviously that's a huge game. But then also in like the other gaming fields that I'm in that are like tabletop and miniatures games, tons of content creators, tons of podcasts. But then Orna has very, very little. Content for the content god. <laughs> yeah, we're we're excited to kind of create something here. So we thought a, a fun icebreaker would be talking about our our handles because we've named our characters this way i am the ominous because unfortunately ominous was already taken by the time i joined the game if you guys know that person and i can buy his handle from him i hook me up um and you are slash veto so do you want to start off where did where did your name come from how did you get the name slash veto that's a that's a good one so back in the mystical land of the early 2000s uh there was i that that wayne's world reference may be a little too deep um i got it i got it (laughs) i'm with you (laughs) the uh i was playing a game of uh of star wars d20 with some friends uh who also played a uh this is kind of a smaller computer game a lot of our listeners may not have heard of it it was called world of warcraft it was big for a little while oh yeah Um, i mean maybe (laughs) And for the entire session of the Star Wars campaign, we were making a joke about one of the emotes in in World of Warcraft, which was the veto emote. You type slash veto, and your character would like cross their arms, and it would say, "You know, veto is the motion on the floor." And we were just <laughs> joking about the, that the whole time. I think because veto was, uh, we, we were young, like it was maybe a word we just learned, but it was it's a funny word. Veto is a funny word, and uh, the name just sort of stuck. Uh, at the time, my my screen name was uh, Diablo Two centric, and it was uh, Neo Sorceress. But I uh, I don't sound much like a sorceress, so Slash Vito just suited me a little better. Hey, whatever, however you want to identify, I'm a cool with you. If you want to be Neo Sorceress, I will address you as such. You know what? I I did great, and then I thought in Diablo Three for a while I was Neo Wizard, but it just didn't feel right with that class. Mm. I am a big Neo fanboy. I actually like all of the Matrix movies. I do too. I uh, that's that's neat that we both have that about us. I thought that I was one of like three people that liked them all. The only one that I didn't really care for was the the brand new one. Didn't didn't slap same. the same. Yeah, it didn't. I didn't. That one didn't hit for me the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm a person that maybe once every year, year and a half, I watch all three, uh, all three of the OG Matrix movies. Um, just a uh, I still remember seeing the Matrix in the theater for the first time. Me too. And so Neo. It's such a like I can only think of that movie and maybe gosh, I could probably come up with two more movies that have a fifth wall break, you know? And the Matrix, like <laughs> it's just such a profound like that moment that that moment when you're walking out of the theater after the first time seeing the Matrix, like there's no what a lightning in a bottle experience, you know? Yeah, and you mentioned the Star Wars D20 system. I played a lot of uh, old school Shadowrun at the time in the late 90s when Matrix hit. And so there was mm-hmm. a big part of it where also, as I'm watching it, it felt like a Shadowrun mission to me. Mm-hmm. And so it, it immediately just hit on all sorts of levels, and I just loved everything about it. Um, wow, you know, I didn't even like draw that connection, but you're right. Neo's a Decker, Trinity's a Street Sam. Um, <laughs> holy shit. Yep. Morpheus is an Morpheus adept. Is an adept. Yep. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners right now, like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? But yeah, legit, Shadowrun's awesome. This tracks um, all the way down to like tank and mouse being shaman. Wow. 
I think I need to sit down. I'm already sitting, and I need to sit down. Um, Listeners, I hope you are fortified against the kind of shenanigans that we are assaulting you with. <laughs> and we won't apologize. Well, the funny thing is, is uh, for the listeners, uh, Slash, you and I have only met once, and it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, only only the one time in Meat Space. We've, uh, yes. we've, we've, uh, we've, we've touched bases before a couple of times uh, over Orna. For sure. Um, so, listeners, my name, Omnis, also comes from gaming, uh, but it's a little bit further back. Um, probably, I think it was like late 2001. I was getting into EverQuest, and I had started a ranger, and that character's name was Lorius, just a thing that I came up with. Um, and I was struggling. And so eventually, I thought the lizard people that are called Ixar were cool. And so I made uh, an Ixar warrior. And I had this artwork that was from a friend of mine. He just drew a bunch of heroes and villains that he was just coming up with. And one of them was named Omnis. And I was just like, I'm going to use that. And so I named my Ixar warrior Omnis. And then that ended up becoming my character. And I ended up raiding with that character a ton. And uh, there was a point where we were doing a bunch of group content and then realized that uh, the other Ixar who was in the party, who was always raiding with me and my brother, um, he was also from Seattle and lived only a couple miles from me. And so then we got we got together. We did like a hangout. I think that was right as Indiana Jones came out on DVD like the whole box set. And so I remember picking that up. We did just like a, a movie night and wings sort of thing. And it was the first time I heard someone refer to me as Omnis in person because that's how we knew each other. Um, and and so it it just kind of clicked. And the more I realized I liked it, like it's kind of like Slash Vito, right? Like Slash is cool. Vito's cool. Any way that you kind of shorten the name, it just kind of works. And then... I liked people were calling me Om and I was like, oh, this is cool. And it just stuck with me. And I've just used it as a forum handle for all the different games. And then when I started my first podcast at that point, everybody already knew me as Omnis because that was my forum handle. And so it's been my name now for over 20 years. And it might actually be that more people know me as Omnis than they do as Charles. So not a not a weird thing for me to hear that being said. Yeah, it's so it's so bizarre hearing uh, hearing your your screen name out of people in Meat Space. Um, I still remember, like I, I, I I'd had some friends over the years call me Slash Vito or Slash, um, but I had I had a meetup for my guild. We all went, um, we all flew to Vegas because it's always cheap to fly to Vegas. I go to um, Vegas every year for gaming. And see, it's it's cheap. It's great. Um, and man, the first time someone in Meat Space called me Slashy, <laughs> Slashy, like, what? what? Yeah, it was like this term of endearment that this uh, this girl that was raiding with us used for me, and it just it it was like, oh, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I promise I won't call you Slashy. I, I you already don't... did, but I appreciate that oh. that, uh, that you promise it won't happen again. <laughs> I don't. I just don't like adding a random Y or IE at the end of people's names. It's a weird. It's a weird you know, ominous thing. Yeah. I, I suppose. Yeah. There's not really a way to, to make your name diminutive, right? Omni, Omni. Yeah. Oh, that's actually kind of cute too. <laughs> Omni. Uh, I get called I Omnis a lot. Like NIS is mm -hmm. a, is a common thing that I've, I've heard people say, but for me at this point, I hear Omnis so much. There's people that I've interacted with in the gaming world uh, for so long now. Uh, like I'll see them, uh, just add a game store or whatever, and there's oh, ominous, and so it's totally not. It's not even weird for me at this point. But let's bounce things back to Orna. So we've kind of got our little icebreaker introduction thing going on. Back in the game, what? Yeah. So I wanted to kind of just like, hey, what are we? What are we working on right now? Like, what are our current Orna goals, projects? Um, so slash, what it, what have you been doing? I know you've got kind of a, a, an ADD vibe, you know, you bounce around a lot, but what's, what's the current slash veto project? I, I do bounce around a lot. Uh, so I'm currently, the things that I'm working on is I'm working on trying to find, I'm trying to tune down, uh, the most efficient farm route, uh, for on the bus to work. Um, 
I've been working with uh, trying to find the correct level of um, of anguish to do for boss uh, boss horde dungeons to try to get those orns. My uh, my orn goals right now uh, are actually split between ascending and uh, making yet another fifty floor tower. Because you know <laughs> I am a glutton for punishment when it comes to towers. I think you were talking about how towers are even your favorite type of content. Uh, yeah, I'd say they probably are. Um, I enjoy towers quite a bit. I think I enjoy raiding a little bit more, but there's not always interesting raids. But I can almost always do towers. Um, so out of curiosity, what was what's you? So you already built a fifty floor tower. I don't have a fifty floor tower. But what? Which tower did you do? So at the uh, when they put in towers initially, I was uh, very deep in the Grand Summoner. Uh, so the first one that I built up was I built a um, an EOS tower to try to get good um, Grand Summoner stuff. Um, now I'm working on Prometheus as my next one, just because I feel like the uh, that's going to be the tower that's going to give me the most like boost if I get ornate uh, stuff from it. That makes sense. I've also heard some people strategize that the main tower that you want augments from, you should leave at a lower floor so it's easy for you to go get the boss many times. How do you feel about that? Do you think, because I know you often, right, if you go 50 floors, you usually get more augments. Keep in mind, I'm new, so listeners, I'm occasionally going to say something that you probably all think is stupid. Um, You're like, how does he not know that? I've only been playing since the beginning of April. I think I made my character on March 31st. Um, So, but I've heard people say that, hey, so when I was, I started off, I was doing Gilgal a lot. And so the advice I got was definitely do not build your Prometheus tower higher. Keep that at 10 so you can always farm augments easier and potentially build up a different one. All my towers are 10. Thankfully, my commute to work has so many towers usually that I haven't felt the need to spend orns that way. But how do you feel about that strategy, Slash? Is that something you agree with? Oh, absolutely, Omnis. Um, So I... I'm of the opinion that the uh, the towers at your house should be either level ten or uh, level f- uh, level fifty. Um, the level ten ones are nice because you can do that tower in about five minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, tier tier nine folks, newer tier ten folks, that that probably doesn't apply to you. Uh, it's not a race, but uh, those those low towers that you can just crack through are pretty nice. I. Man, ultimately, the reason that I decided to raise another one to 50 um, was because I found that in the time at the end of my day where I have time to play uh, after dinner, I have time for another tower, uh, and I just wasn't especially compelled to do the 10 floor towers. They're profitable. The profit is there. Uh, I just found that I wasn't really doing it, um, where I think that if I had another 50 floor tower at home, I would, I would do it. See, I found I stopped to do... So there was a point where I was doing my... I have all the towers, but I have them all just at 10. And there were some days where I would just do all of them Mm -hmm. um, because I was farming augments. Or at the very least, I would usually do Prometheus and Selene every day. Then they dropped the feature right where you could trade in augments. (laughs) And I got really lucky that first day because I had a ton of augments saved up because I didn't at that point in the game, I didn't, I hadn't been tier 10 that long. Mm-hmm. And, and so I didn't know if I would eventually need some of these for something else. And I obviously didn't need gold and there really wasn't much else that you would do with augments. So I had just had a bunch in my, in my storage. So I swat, I just started trading in a whole bunch of them. And then I got really lucky and I got, uh, I think I got, legendaries of like Selene hand and uh, Prometheus feet and Prometheus hand and like an ornate Prometheus hand all in that day. And so it really like started rounding out my, my augments uh, for my celestial weapons really fast. Oh, and for sure. then I've, then I found kind of since then I haven't done the, the 10 floor towers that often. Yeah. Yeah, uh, to to kind of keep uh, keep our listeners up uh, on the the augments, the the Prometheus stuff. He kind of I kind of have him in my mind as like the the tanking titan. He's got a bunch of stuff that cares about ward recovery, recovery, yep. status prevention, uh, tanky stuff. 
Uh, Temis is kind of the weird stuff. He does uh, like some some elemental damage multipliers, some bonus rewards, stuff like that. Uh, Oceanus does luck and quick cast. He's kind of the the caster one. Eos, like I mentioned, is the uh, the grand summoners, and then Celine cares. Uh, Celine cares about uh, uh, followers and all that uh, Beowulf stuff, hybrid stats. And Omnis and I, we both uh, we both like to play a lot of Beowulf between the two of us. Yeah, I, I I'm a weird Beow though, because I don't really do the heavy pet stuff at all. So I yeah. don't think most Beows would consider me uh, a Beo player. Um, Just a I, Hydrus, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I primarily played Gilgamesh, and I was really exploring um, Gilgamesh Ursa and the the Spite Shield builds, and I really liked it. And then um, I forget it was a conversation between I think you and me and Callus, and um, and I kind of got pushed the direction of trying Ultima Strikes, and mm-hmm. there was. Um, a really good uh, document that was put out by one of the Gilgamesh Ursa players. I'm trying to remember his name now off the top of my head. I want to say it's like Frog. Shit, now I feel bad. I have the, I have still have the document saved at work. We'll uh we'll put it in in post. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I was I was using his guidance, and so I finally had like picked up uh the deity Ursa, right? Is the one with mm-hmm. Ultima Strikes, and then we had the event, and so I got the Souls of Aklas, and so then I started trying, and I was really liking it. And, oh yeah, Ultima Strikes and, is very strong. And then I was really hesitant. Callus had told me try it with the Lungs of Oceanus, right? And I was really hesitant to switch to the Quick Cast version. But once I did, I very much prefer the quick cast version. Um, where are you at? Do you like the Prometheus hand build for strikes, or do you do you like the the quick cast version? The uh, yeah, the, the I like the Prometheus build. It it has the crit on it. Um, I find that the one point one crit damage is very similar to the. Um, the holy damage and very similar to the hybrid. Um, I actually have I have two uh, loots. I have a uh, I have a hybrid loot um, that uses the Prometheus. Um, or sorry, the the Selene hands that have the the hybrid monster on them, and then I have another one that uses the Prometheus hands with the um, uh, crit on it. Yeah, I still use a celestial axe. So even though I'm playing Hydras right now. Um, I use the celestial loot for with Prometheus hands for climbing towers and such. Um, but then I will I will still use the celestial axe with the lungs of Oceanus for my my Ultima Strikes build. And I've considered I'm going to pick up another loot at some point. But I've been filling in classes. I finally bought Beowulf or Riga, and now I've been buying um, a fair amount of materials just because well, I'll talk about it in a second, but I've been grinding oh, a lot yeah. of ascension levels. And so picking up materials with the, the last bit, but I want to get another loot. And, but I'm, I'm hesitant to switch that build. Cause I feel like a lot of the time, the extra ward that I get from the celestial ax is kind of keeps me in that comfort zone, right? Where I often will do the tower bosses with Ultima strikes and, I feel like if I lost that ward from the axe, that might start getting in a just like kind of that questionable danger zone territory, right? Like I'm listening mm-hmm. to a Top Gun, you know, soundtrack. <laughs> danger zone. <laughs> um. So, but I but I'm gonna try it at some point because I at least want to get another loot. I have that's eight fair. Celestial weapons. I realize I have two scythes. We were talking about it last night. I was like, I thought I had eight. Oh yeah, I bought a second scythe that I don't use. It happens to the best of us, my dude. I I was actually in Denmark and I was messing around before the rest of my friends and stuff got in. And I just thought I had this idea that I wanted to get another scythe and try it with six lungs of Oceanus and see how I liked that as a uh, Ultima Strikes build. And I realized very quickly I don't like it. <laughs> it's just so much better with the one-hander and the Souls of Aklas in uh, the Ymir World Eater. Yeah. Um. So that uh, to the actual topic that we we're trying to do, my grind right now is uh, ascension levels. I had taken a kind of a long break. I hit thirty thirty one 
Um, mm-hmm. And then I kind of paused because we had the the worm hunt event and I needed to farm jewels of creation. And then we had the rift event. I needed to farm the souls of Aklis. And it was just a lot of things that I needed to do that kind of prohibited me from working heavily on Orns. And then shout out, uh, there was a, uh, a Discord. It's like River Casino something or other. Um, but the River yeah, that, Casino. Those Nashua that? guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the Nashua guys. Shout um, out to the Nashua guys. <laughs> yeah, so I saw someone linked that the River Casino Nashua guys had a plus twenty five percent accuracy, Amity, um, or not accuracy, but plus twenty five percent accessory boost Amity uh, that in their their kind of Amity hunt, and they were very welcoming and you know helped us out, and so that was a big jump for me because I didn't have any accessory boosters at that time. Amities were probably the thing that up until very recently I was the most behind on and then I got two of them I'm like okay cool maybe this is this is a good time for me to get back to grinding uh grinding ascension levels and this is where people will probably hate me I got to tier 10 just a little bit before anniversary and during anniversary I got an ornate band of gods for those of you keeping uh keeping track at home um I slash Vito hate the Omnis for this. Um, <laughs> I've been playing, uh, I just got my, I think I got my four year achievement just recently, this summer. And my, my fanciest band of gods is green. So well, it gets, this, this story gets worse. So I get the two accessories and I'm like, cool, it's time to grind heart dungeons. And I, I have some alts that help with like the kingdom orns and such. And so I needed to farm materials. And so uh, did, did a bunch of, that's how I get dungeon keys, right? And so I have a bunch of dungeon keys. So I'm like, cool, let's start doing hard dungeons. And I you know have the plus 25%. I'm like, let's see how much I get. And it was like a week into that grinding, I get a legendary band of gods. And so my- Insult to injury. Yeah. Uh, I've gone up 20 ascension levels in like three weeks. Uh, yeah, I think I, I hit 52 today. 52. That sounds right. 52 or 53. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's what I've been, that's what I've been working on. Now I have a Cursed Ordinate level. Oh, good. <laughs> Those are always fun. Yeah, but I actually like fighting Morgan. I like the harder raids. I actually wish there was more of them. I feel so. like sometimes when I'm fighting uh, like the either Morgan or Polly, you know what? I think it's for any of the raid bosses that have the mats. I feel like... Uh, I'm at the end of the Doctor Strange movie where he has the time stone and he's trying to fight the uh, Elder God. <laughs> Hello, Demormu. I've come to bargain. I've come to bargain. Hey, Polly, I've come to bargain. I, uh... <laughs> Hello, Morrigan. I like set that. The, uh, set the cursed Scort Knight at your feet and step away. The difference is that it's the reverse. Instead of, you know, if... Uh, uh, so I guess actually we're killing Doctor Strange. So we're Dormammu in this analogy. I like right? it. Right? We're just like blasting... Polly or Morgan with you know ultimate strikes, blah 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 blah, blah. and then yeah. you know, you know, it comes back and like, all right, I've come to bargain, Omnis, and I'm like, nope, blah, 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 blah. farm your mats. I like that <laughs> bargain, huh? His cast mimic mischief. Tell me more, his cast gunner. <laughs> it's happening. Um, okay, so that's kind of our current project. Um, next, we were going to talk about. So there's the new so. Name of the episode, Monumental Achievement. We've started a podcast. Yay! Woo! Monumental um, Achievement Unlocked. Uh, Northern Forge also, I keep wanting to say Northern Forge. I get that too. <laughs> <laughs> and like before that, I wanted to say, I was like, why is this a typo? The Northern people. What? It obviously, <laughs> it means Northern people. And then I, I actually really, I like the, I like the name, the Northern I think that's I think that's a, a cool thing. But I keep wanting to call them the Northern Forge. Um, I almost yeah. want to get a shirt that has their logo, but it's Northern Forge. Uh, that could be, be super cool. See how long it takes uh, it takes them to notice it. <laughs> we I like that kind of subtle subtle little jokes. Yeah, um, I think that one of the very like low key charming things about Orna is all of the different mythologies that are sort of folded into it. Right? Yeah. Like, there's Sumerian, there's um, obviously Greek, there's Roman, there's all kinds of fun stuff, so. 
I actually, so another like callback, to, I'm, I'm really into all of the MCU stuff and I could probably talk about the MCU movies way more than the average person, Nerd. but I really enjoyed in the Loki show recently because they're hit the point where, so this is a very, very small spoiler, but they're back in time and they're at, I think they're in Chicago and they go by like a Norse bar basically. And it has owed it. It has basically these kind of totem pole like pillars that have a carving of Thor, a carving of Odin, and a carving of Balder. And I had thought it was cool that they included Balder in Orna. And then I thought it was really funny that then Loki, right, right, kind of right as after I was thinking about that, then Loki's like, nobody knows who Balder is. <laughs> um, and he was kind well, of upset that there was a statue of Balder, but not of him. Here in 2023, I think we all know about Balder's Gate at least. Yes, yeah. Is is Baldur's Gate supposed to be Norse Balder? I always assume that that no, was different. No, no. Yeah. Um, okay, anyway, so uh, Nothrin Forge Nothrin has Forge. made uh, a monuments system for the game. Um, it has only been out not that, a couple weeks, right? It yeah, kind of it launched at the end of uh the end of November. Um, what, what are your first thoughts? Like, how have you been liking the monuments? You know, what do you, what do you think of this new feature from Nothrin Forge? Monuments are huge. Um, that's the, the first thing, like if you see them on the map, those things are just gigantic. Uh, find one near you and click on it. They're super rad. Um, navigation in there is a little weird. The, uh, the pathways are broken up. So it can be kind of tough to see with your eyes, like where you're supposed to go. But fortunately, you've got the uh, the directional pad there in the bottom left. You can just click it to to zoom around. And I don't know if you saw this, Omnis, but did you see that in the same update they put in mini maps for uh, dungeons and for de- or for deep dives and for towers? Yeah, I have not been good about clicking on the mini map in towers because mm. I'm just mm. so used to my existing system. Yeah, um, but I use the mini map for the monuments quite a bit. Yeah, I, 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 I was also very used to to sort of walking through every tile to look for a uh, for a, a chest in the towers. But man, it's nice to just hit the thing and know exactly where to go because you can see the chest pop up. Uh, you just don't see the wandering monsters. You see the chests, and you see um, like who the guardians are. I did have a tower. This is kind of off topic, but because I, you know, after the worm hunt, right, I had gauge forged like fucking everything, and then then I've kind of slowly built up a few items here and there that I needed to god forge, and so a lot of my tower runs have been looking for anything with the god forge aura, right, and so I will yeah. kill all of the randoms, you know. Uh, arisen gods and stuff like as i'm going through and so there was one time i was doing a 50 floor tower and i think i hit every single buff and yeah. that was actually really fun doing the last few floors where anytime i opened a, a chest it gave me a key because i'm pretty sure i might have been missing like one immunity but it was everything else that was actually pretty cool yeah i've noticed that when if you get all of the um sometimes if there's enough chests in a tower if you get all of them, once uh, once you've gotten all the buffs already and you've gotten enough uh, keys, it starts giving you tower shards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did get one uh, one chest, one or two chests, I think, in that one. And it's um, a decent number, too, like almost 500. I Yeah, I don't remember what the number was for me, but I was like, oh, oh, that's cool. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that before. Yeah. Um, but it was actually, it was right as I messaged you about Beohydrus. And you were giving me tips and stuff. And on my commute that particular week, there was something around five towers of Oceanus. Wow. And it would, they were all hitting high numbers really perfectly. And it was a tower where in like 35 to 45 floors, there was a lot of those long floors. And mm-hmm. so it was just tons of bosses and it was yeah, also tons of chests. Yeah. And so it was one of those, I think, where I, it was 50 floors and... Um, and like so many of the floors were really massive, um, mm-hmm. that I finally hit that. Like I have all of the buffs. I am, I am super ominous. It was, it was pretty sweet. Uh, um, a, a God among men. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, these, uh, these monuments, the, uh, it's a new feature that's sort of supplemental to the game. Uh, the idea is that it's be easier to find, uh, event content in there, uh, which is really nice for, for those who've been playing for a long time, sometimes there were events that were 
they kind of largely took place inside of Mystic Caves, and if you couldn't find <laughs> any of those, it was kind of, oh, okay, good. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, some of them were kind of, like, I'm going to say content locked, and by that what I mean is, like, they were there, but if you didn't really raid, you couldn't interact with the content, right? Um, and so monuments give kind of a more, like, dungeon kind of feeling way uh, that also just really highlights certain mob groups. And another thing that I found in there that's pretty nice is because you, you fight monsters in packs of them, kind of like a kind of like a horde dungeon, but yeah. one, in, one forward time. Um. It you really get to kind of see like some of these packs, and there's sometimes there's some kind of little like cute interactions with them, um, which is neat. You know, sometimes there'll be a monster that has a, a debuff that kind of goes well with something else, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm stunned, and there's this fallen realm shifter. <laughs> <laughs> I did lose a few monuments where I wasn't paying close enough attention during the Crimson Festival, mm-hmm. uh, like three days, and you know uh either somebody was using reflect and i didn't notice or it was the one who like does the big attack right it's it's like an ultimate attack and yeah uh one shot my little monument build because i wasn't paying attention and i was like oh but all right but now the crimson festival guys are out of it and it's not so bad i mean it for a couple months (laughs) they'll be back (laughs) they'll be back back. if you want revenge you'll get your revenge my dude I, I I like Crimson Festival was one of the first events where I was kind of high enough tier that I was seeing the content and seeing the event spawns and and that sort of thing. And so I have a very fond memories of it. And um, shout out to Coven, the uh, the artist for them. Um, I loved the, uh, the still the Crimson Festival. I forget if he's an acolyte, but it's the one with the gold shield and the flaming axe is mm-hmm. probably my most used sprite. I purchased that pack and like all that's like my Gilgamesh sprite. So I actually like the Crimson Festival. Yeah, those are really cool sprites. I'm in this situation where like there's a ton of sprites that I just absolutely admire. Coven's artwork is gorgeous. I keep begging him to take commissions for me. (laughs) Um, But I'm in my heart. If a sprite doesn't have a beard or it's not a goblin, I just doesn't quite feel right. You are uh, you are a goblin. I aren't we all? If you <laughs> actually... if you're listening to this right now, uh, I'm sure that you two are a goblin. Just just give in to it. It's, it's all right. All of the delicious. all of the many goblins in the ornation. <laughs> one um, of us. One of us. Yeah. Uh, funny story for the listeners. You, so where I work, you had very actively taken control of that territory. So as I was leveling, you were always the sprite I would see up like as i was getting closer to tier 10 and i was paying attention to control and i would see every time you changed class because your sprite would change oh yeah and i several times a day yeah and i and i was like oh did there was many many times where i thought that someone took over the territories because the sprite changed i'm like oh no it's still this slash veto guy (laughs) um and then as i as i was a new person I was like, why, why doesn't he use his favorite Sprite for all of them? And until I hit tier 10 and then started, you know, sometimes using Gilgamesh, sometimes using Gilgamesh Ursa, sometimes using uh, Gilgamesh. Um, God, all of a sudden the other one's escaping me. The uh, ah, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Ursa, and Core. Yeah, as I started using all three of them, I actually really wanted them to be different Sprites because sometimes mm. I would go into... Uh, I would go into a fight and be like, oh shit, I'm in the wrong Gilgamesh for this. That's, uh, yeah. I did not want to do that. Like accidentally go into a horde dungeon with Gilgamesh uh, Hercules and be like, oh fuck, this is not what I wanted to do. Um, but uh, so did you have anything else that you wanted to add on, on monuments? I know we've kind of bounced around this topic a little bit, but I didn't want to rush into my part. We, we have done a lot. Uh, we, we have bounced a lot. We've, for talking about monuments, I think we we mostly didn't talk about monuments. <laughs> yes, we haven't talked about it that much. But uh, are you are you liking them? Is there a particular time that you do them? Um, do they fit into your Orna rotation much? So the thing that I've been doing, um, and I don't think this is the most like the most beneficial way to do it. But what I've been doing is I've been getting. A Thor monument, which gives you um, crit effect. Yeah. Crit damage and crit effect. It's like plus 4% chance to crit and like plus 7% crit damage, something like that. 
Yeah, and then I've been getting a Vulcan Monument completion, which is um, attack and magic stats, which is very juicy for a Beowulf Hydrus, especially a crit-based Beowulf Hydrus to have the two of them. <laughs> um, but I'll get those. I'll get those two all the way to where I, I just have to pick up the shrine, um, and then I'll start doing a rotation of uh, of endlesses, just buff up. Oh, nice! And then finish the two shrines buff up on two more gauntlets and then just do do five endlesses with all the buffs. Very nice. Yeah, I do kind of similar, but that's how I'll basically I'll collect towers and mm-hmm. uh monuments mm-hmm. uh, cuz like say if I'm doing hard dungeons on my way home from work, right? Mm-hmm. And so I like I pop a, you know, pop an idol and like do all these hard dungeons and I'll try to like collect some collect a Vulcan at least, and then collect any like higher floor towers that I see on my way back home. And then after finishing up all of those hard dungeons, my idols down. Um, and then I'm like chilling and watching Netflix or whatever, and I'll do the Vulcan monument at least. And maybe I'll do some others and then do the Vulcan if I happen to have multiple. And then I go and try to do my big towers while I have the Vulcan buffs, just because yeah. sometimes that just smooths out some of those, um, uh, like, uh, some of the dragons and some of the things that just have like, or like just making melodious. Is that how you say his name? Melodious. That's how I say his name. Okay. Sometimes just question. like, <laughs> you know, being able to just one shot melodious. Cause, uh, uh, listeners, like, I know I've been bragging about my like cool band of gods. Don't you wish you were as cool as me? But like, I don't have a 40% crit amity. And that's one thing that kind of is holding me back right now. Um, and so I, my Aravesta build could could certainly be better with the perfect amity, which I do not. Oh have man! Yet, but it doesn't even need to be perfect. That crit amity is just it's so like, it's just it's it's head and tails above the other ones. And I saw one on one of my alts because oh. <laughs> I've been checking the the that guild every day, and the I saw one on my I saw a plus forty percent crit amity with oh. like a negative seven percent lightning resistance on my alt and i was like you mother i know your Um, pain i um it took me forever to find that amity um there was actually a joke i was coven i was whining to coven who's the artist uh i was whining to him about not getting this and him and i were joking about it and then the very next amity hunt that i did uh it was a crit amity that dropped (laughs) but the malice was negative fifty percent crit damage. <laughs> oh my god! So I sent him a screenshot of it, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, look, I got a fifty percent crit amity!" And he sends me this message back. He's like, "Holy cow! I thought only went to forty. Congratulations, dude!" <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> oh, uh, that's it was worth the epic fail. <laughs> um, what about um, back to uh, back to monuments though? What do you think of the monumental guild? Um, it's really cool, right? Obviously, um, I'm one of the players who used it a lot day one, um, mm-hmm. before some of the restrictions were working correctly. You lucky and, monster, you. Um, I just, because you and I were talking and I had been using a shield in towers, uh, because I didn't have a good, um, instrument to go along with the celestial loot in the offhand. And I saw that the Fey Arisen Crow Song was in there. And, um, so I farmed a bunch of Zeus's at the time to kind of generate the um the avarice 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 proofs or whatever um and uh i did about 120 tries or something and then i got a 182 percent. it was literally the last one as i was about to get on my bus and i told a guild mate uh kingdom mate i was like uh you can take zeus for a while um i'm gonna i'm heading home and i'm gonna take a little break from raiding and i spent all my avarice tokens and then got a bunch of loots and then turned all those loots in for more avarice tokens and the very last one from that cycle gave me a 182 percent um uh ornate and i was like okay cool let's let's try this out i've got some cursed ornate and powered it up and now it's my go-to uh go-to tower um offhand for my Hydrus build and I like it quite a bit. It's pretty cool. Um, so I, I really like that feature. Um, I haven't been able to use it much since that first day because it's just been mostly a random tier five dag to gear and, and stuff like that. Um, but I've been, I've built up a lot of proofs of avarice cause I was doing a bunch of dungeons. And so I'm, um, 
I think I have 80k proofs and then I have actually about 30k worth of Dagda gear that I could turn in, but I'm like, just in case, we'll save it in its neutral state where it could be Twilight Stone or it could be proofs, depending on what I need. Um, and so I'm, I feel like I'm in good shot there, but uh, obviously some of the gear gets locked by the monument levels of the guild. And so I've been trying to do monuments whenever I can um, to at least kind of build that up um, and, you know, kind of do the raids. I, I think it's really interesting. I, I like that monuments were added. I think this is a cool addition to the game. I like the, I'm going to do the monument and then do the towers or do the endless. Um, if I were to nitpick at all, I think I would just like a little bit more flavor inside the monuments where I feel like the packs just feel really random and it would be, I, I hear you. I was thinking about this a lot too. I'm sorry. I want to let you finish your thought. Oh, it's just, I get that you, right. I thought the same thing about towers, right. But obviously you can't have the Prometheus tower be all fire stuff, right. With just the way that Orna is designed. Like, obviously I love final fantasy games and I'd love it to be like the final fantasy two fire tower, but I don't think that functions right in Orna. So it makes sense that it would be not all fire content because then that would be awkward for the fire guild, you know, the fire kingdoms, right. Would, would struggle with that tower more than others. And, well, they take less damage. The it, yeah, I can see how like if they made it each tower like a single element, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yeah, it would be it would be weird, and I don't think they should yeah. do that. But no. I do think it would be cool if some of the floors, especially in monuments, it was kind of like at this floor is currently filled with like Baylor forces, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, this floor is you know fire stuff, right? Um, if, if it just so felt noticed, like there was a little bit more theme to it, I noticed that there is. So I think it's kind of worse for us this month because we're um, we're in we're in December and in December and Orna they uh, they sort of cycle through uh, a bunch of the events. So we're kind of getting this rapid <laughs> rapid fire double up on the monuments where there's the the winter's day stuff where you know like Scrooge and that kind of stuff. Scrooge is showing up in there. Yeah, and the Alfar. Um, but then we're also getting. You know, these little mini microcosms of the other events, like right now is... What's going on right now? It's not a Crimson Festival. I think I just have that on the brain because you were mentioning it. What is the current wave? The current wave is the um, uh, the Ragnarok wave. Yeah, face surgers here. So um, the they definitely feel unfocused right now. But I suspect that come January, it's going to settle down. Because we're not going to have everything sloshing with these waves. Well, it's so it's more than just the waves for me. It, like in towers, I really think the dragon pack is cool, right? And we, we don't have packs like that in the monuments where it'll just be this really random mix of stuff where it's not like a, like I like the Anubis with the goblins, right? It kind of it just yeah. it hits a theme for me that the, the Anubis is like has its goblin minions, and I think that's that's cool. And the monument packs are a little bit more diverse, and maybe that's good for. Um, like I will say, I love that some of the random stuff like arisen fin folk and greater Tritons and some of these weird things that you'll get in kingdom quests do show up in monuments. I love that. Um, and I love that you can get kingdom, um, Florins and, you know, kingdom orns from chests and stuff in monuments. I think that's just really super cool. Um, but yeah, I just feel, I, I just wish there was just like a touch, touch more flavor, um, and like, it's weird fighting Vulcan at the top of an Ithra monument. Like <laughs> that was, uh, that was really jarring to me too, but I figured out that that was because, um, it was Vulcan and he was showing up in other monuments because he was part of the, the crimson, the crimson festival mobs. Oh, is that how that worked? I think that's how it works. So if you look, if you're in a monument, um, each of the like tiles in the uh, in the monument will have like a theme. Like some of them will be snowy, um, and that's where you usually find like the Alfar and stuff, and the like the Christmas stuff. And then there's some tiles that look like they're sandy, and I found that on those tiles, it's usually more like dungeon monster type stuff. Um, so it seems like there are some themes, but they're just 
like the theme is picked randomly by the tile in the monument and then the tile is populated and we just have like a ton of tiles right now because we've got the winter tile the standard tiles and the tiles that are cycling through um whereas it might quiet down of course i could also just be talking out my neck because <laughs> i will trust I, your insight you are the you are the veteran orna player uh I will say, while we're talking about Vulcan and Ithra and stuff, I fucking love the new Arisen God sprites. Please, oh my gosh, Northern Forge, Northern. I'll call yes. you Northern Forge for the moment. Just says, please release that as a sprite pack. I I would like it. I think all of the gods are look really cool now. And I was always sad. I always looked at the old pack and thought, oh, it's cool that they released this as a pack, but I don't actually like how any of them look. Um, <laughs> I'm glad this is a product, but I don't want it. Yeah, but now then they they make really cool a uh, uh, risen god pack, and, and then it's not a pack. <laughs> like, damn it! <laughs> I was like, where is this going to be available? I hope it it comes available at a certain point because all of those I do think are um, just like top notch A plus sprites. Oh yeah, it's. I think my favorite thing about it is that you can see, like, when you're doing a tower, you can see if a pack is fallen or arisen. Um, just because the, the fallen... The fallen ones have, like, blue or white eyes, and the, uh... The, the, the arisen ones have the very light violet eyes that, uh... It's the same color as the cloud around arisen monsters. I really like the sunken-looking eyes on arisen Ithra. Um... It just looks corrupted, right? It actually, kind of. You know, you, we talked about um, the Doctor Strange movie, right? It kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, uh, the bad guy's eyes. How the the darkness was kind of like seeping into the eye socket, and I just yeah. For for what's you know, kind of these these are relatively simple sprites, right? This isn't you know HD, four K art, but it's it's still got a really it's got a really cool depth to it that you know i wouldn't have initially thought was possible um for this sort of pixel art but oh yeah coven does some really amazing stuff um i mean you were talking about how cool like ithra looks you know my you know what my feedback on the ithra sprite's gonna be needs a beard it's gonna be how badass that beard looks <laughs> oh yeah mm, it's beautiful look at that thing those streaks of blue mm, silver fox <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, I think we've probably chatted on the monuments enough. I warned you at the beginning of the show, I wanted to um, have a little codex, codex challenge bash. for you. Codex off. Um, so background. So while you're looking this up, I want you to pull up your phone and I want you to go to okay. the Minotaur entry for Risen Minotaur. <laughs> um, pull that up and so all right uh the reason why i'm choosing this monster is obviously a shout out to shabash's videos that was one of the first content i found when i was getting into orna and i was watching likewise, the warrior likewise. guide and um at a certain point he's like hey don't ever you know upgrade the oxen axe uh save your hardened steel you're gonna get a venom um and you're gonna need it and uh I got a 200% Venon right as I hit tier nine, basically. And, Holy smokes. And so I, but I was kind of prepared for it. But the funny thing is, is when I hit tier seven and the Arisen Minotaurs started showing up, I went full mass murder on them. I, when I was busting <laughs> around, I would kill every yeah. Arisen Minotaur that I would see. So I have no idea if my number is impressive or if it's basic and i thought i'm curious too you've been playing for years um but i think the arisen minotaur wasn't always in the game right it was added at a certain point it was yeah they were added um but they were added in before i got to them okay Uh, it's funny that you mentioned hardened steel and venom because i got i got my second venom demon forged i think my first one was god forged at that time but i got my second one demon forged and then the next week they came out with the questing weapons and I was <laughs> they were both garbage. Yeah. yeah, because I did the Shabash videos, right? I didn't even know questing weapons existed. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh so I I had a I think I had a Godforged Venon before I even really knew what questing weapons were. Um good stuff. So good stuff. Shabash, if you're listening to this, thanks so much. Yeah. Uh definitely <laughs> you were a cool dude. Definitely helped a lot and I really uh appreciated that 
information because it, it really genuinely did help. Um, and I farmed so much oh, hardened yeah. steel from these Arisen Minotaurs that I was really set for when I got when I got my venom. So we got to. Before we do the numbers, we got to do some stakes here. We okay. should we should bet whoever's got the most Minotaur kills. Uh, I'm thinking five summoning scrolls. Uh, I was going to say I buy you a beer. Well, fair enough. I'm I. That's been my go to bet in podcasting. Is like bet a beer. Sounds uh, good. You'll so... buy my beard. <laughs> buy your beard. Understanding beard, something. Beard, beard, beer. Um. So I have no idea. I I killed a lot. But I don't know. What is what is your Arisen Minotaur number? My Arisen Minotaur number is 1,402. My number is 2,435. Pretty close. What about if you combine in the uh, the regular Minotaur, the non, non-Arisen? Um, sure. I've got a combined uh, 2,916. So if we'd gone back, like if even a month ago, my number would probably be a lot lower. But I have been farming. Oh, little Minotaur! I only have five hundred and ninety-one. Ah, uh, it's the the behemoth that I probably have a much better. We shouldn't oh. go through over too many of these if we're going to make this a uh, make this a a thing. But my behemoth number. What am I at there? Oh, I'm three thousand six hundred and two behemoths. You got me beat on the behemoth. I'm just at 1,271. Those ones, those behemoth are actually really, really nice for Beowulf. Those uh, those bestialize that it drops are incredible items. Um, the it, the quirk about them is you want you want broken ones instead of ornate ones. Yeah, which is which is a weird thing. That was always that's always a thing that kind of I you as a swash guy, right? You kind of like probably into the farming broken stuff. Um, but I always, I always find it a little awkward where I'm like excited because I see the red, and then I'm like, oh no, it's that. <laughs> no, that sucks. But you know, most of those behemoths are probably because I've been farming tier six dungeons for keys. It's the hardened steel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I was looking at a risen behemoth. Um, oh, a risen behemoth. Uh, I don't. I, I'm yeah. sure my number for that is pretty, pretty meh. He also drops hardened steel. So. Yeah. Uh, but I just if, never uh, saw as much of him. The uh, when I'm world farming the cows and the uh, the arisen, um, what are they called? The lizard people. Drake, uh, they drop draconite, so draconian. It must be. Yeah. Draconian lord, arisen draconian lord. That's what they're called. Those are those are pretty kill on sight for me. Yes. Now, yeah, I definitely hit a point recently where I actually ran out of pure draconite. I was like, okay, we're going to be more careful with this uh, material in the future. But, well, because you you hit tier ten during the Draconian era, there, didn't you? Um, no, I hit tier ten. What was the event? It was right before Orniversary, so the Worm Hunt hadn't happened yet. Um, okay, the Worm Hunt happened. What was it like? Maybe like August, something like that. That sounds um, right. So, um, I hit tier ten. Really, you know, it must have been. I was less than a month before Orniversary. Um. I hit it and um, then, you know, did that. It was super fun. I was trying to figure out hard dungeons. Everyone was like doing hard dungeons. And I really was not, did not have enough keys to be justifying that as a very fresh tier 10 that gained a lot of levels via raiding. Um, but uh, it was still, it's still a really cool event. And I like the, uh, I like the anniversary and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it next year when I can actively be prepared. Now I, I probably burned through, 5,000 keys a month right now or something yeah. like that. Something pro- That's probably even an understatement. Yeah, I've definitely gone through... I think my record was when I was a fresh tier 10, I uh, there was an Orn event and I wanted to finish unlocking the classes. And I set a goal for myself of 140 million Orns. And this was... This was back when I just had one band of gods and like there wasn't... Like there was no anguish or towers... Back in my day, uh, farming orns was uphill to school both ways. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, that was that was my goal for myself. And I remember I I cranked it out. But yeah, I, I must have gone through 6,000 gauntlet keys a day just on my way to work and on my way home. Yeah, I did not have the Unfelled Concord by the time Orniversary hit. Um, mm-hmm. so that wasn't, I did not have that kind of increased time period yet. And also I hadn't figured out vision really yet. <laughs> I kind of 
kind of was wearing lanterns occasionally, but I, that was still, uh, I just didn't have that information. And so I didn't have like a really good vision set um, mm-hmm. during anniversary. So that's, there's been a, there's been a lot of things that I've learned. And so, that could be a next uh, a segment for our next show. We could talk about uh, gear sets. Yeah. Absolutely. Gear sets. That could be a good segment. I now, especially with the Bayo Hydras, I actually bought more um, gear slots because I've actually like, I find that it's really interesting for me. I have so many different setups. I think I, I think I bought like five slots or something and I'm using all of them. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I, it was just such an easy sell to get me to buy more equipment sets. I have nine of them now <laughs> and yeah i use them all the time and it's even worse because you like you get you do a tower and you do it you do it as beowulf hydras i um i climb the tower and then i get to the titan and i swap to uh to beowulf Regia for the for the titan so like i not only do i have all of my like equipment sets all nine of my equipment sets used but like i also change classes to get more <laughs> Well, you see, so when I was doing Gilgamesh, I didn't really need it because it was um, – so I'd end up with my dungeon setup on Gilgamesh Ursa, and I'd have my mm-hmm. Ultima Strikes raid build on Gilgamesh Ursa. But then I would have my PvP territory set on Gilgamesh Hercules, and so I didn't really need the additional – um equipment slots as a gilgamesh because i was splitting between those three classes kind of i didn't really need uh some of the the the, stats the classes on, kind of acted as the sets. yeah they kind of act as so i would switch um yeah. i do switch like but now with like beowulf hydras if i do a tower i do all of it in my aravesta crit build and then when i get to the end i switch and i do the boss in my ultima strikes build Ah, uh, yeah, I swap, I like to swap to Beowulf or Regia for it, just because I can... A Regia? I always thought it was Origa. A-U-R-I-G-A? I don't know. I huh? hmm, I, I don't, don't speak, I don't speak Latin, so any of our <laughs> Latin-speaking listeners, uh, please correct do us not either. on how to pronounce your dead language. Um, that was a little judgy. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I love our Latin-speaking uh, listeners. Um... But yeah, I found that if uh, if I swap over to how do you say it, Ariga? I thought it was Origa. Origa. If I swap over to Origa, um, I notice that I'm able to wear a lot more farm gear and take the Titan down uh, mm. reasonably safely. Um, and I mean, it's not a ton, right? You get what I think in my farm gear, I get like three hundred orns, three hundred thousand orns for killing them. Oh. Um, I don't really do towers for orns, and so it's. No. I don't either. It's in, I think you get like 50,000 50, or so without the farm gear or something. Yeah. I will say, so. back to the monuments for a second before we're closing out the episode. I um, One of these evenings, I was like 2 million orns away from getting my ascension level. <laughs> and I'd done all the dungeons. I had There was nothing else that I could click on. And so I actually did a full monument in my dungeon farm gear. And it actually worked. Uh, I was kind of surprised. Um, so I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is an option. I, I kind of just, I arvested through it instead of using like verse and stuff. And it it still worked. And so um, that's maybe something I should experiment with a little bit more often. It's one thing that I love about this game is all of the experimentation that it invites. I'm, yeah, that was a thing that I didn't grasp, right? As you're progressing as a new player, and uh, and to a certain extent, Gilgamesh at its core is probably not the best for um, learning that in the, the the early or the middle stages of the game. But then as I started getting Celestial classes and then I was experimenting with Gilgamesh Ursa, then I really started feeling it and still like really enjoyed the experimentation of trying a Realm Strikes build and trying an Ultima Strikes build and seeing how these different things uh, sort of played out and um, and maybe we'll get to, we'll get to talk about some of that stuff. If people like the content, like the episode and we'll, maybe we'll get to hit on some of these things. And I do have a, a goal, right? I, I thought about joking about this earlier on in the episode where you are the veteran Orna player and the noob podcaster, and I'm the noob uh, Orna player. 
and the, the veteran, veteran podcast. And, and so new, we'll, new. you know, kind of hit both sides. But I think the fact that I've started so recently may help us communicate some of the because I have a lot of these lessons are really fresh for me. Um, and and so I feel like I can share if there are listeners who are, uh, you know, just hitting tier eight, just hitting tier nine or maybe fresh tier 10 um, that I can give some insight of the lessons that I've learned. And it's maybe a little bit more fresh for me as compared to someone who's been playing for four years. Who knows? We'll, we'll see how it goes, but uh slash, have you enjoyed our first episode? Dude, Omnis, this has been so fun. I hope that the audience has had it, at least half as much fun as I had. Uh, if so, I hope you don't get arrested on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> Well, since the acronym of our show, uh, Ornation Podcast, ends up being OP, uh, we're going to close out the show by saying the most OP thing that you can do is get to Tier 10 and immediately get an Ornate Band of Gods. Love you, nerds. That's, that's true. It's very OP. Love you, nerds. <laughs> <laughs>